With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of But First Brunch. We pour ourselves a couple mimosas or sometimes coffee like today and dive into pop culture and local stories to dissect the heart of the story, which is, you know, sometimes when you hear really dumb stuff, you do have to get down to the heart of the story to figure out what it's really about. I'm Catalina. And I'm Jessica. We had no choice but to talk about Charlottesville. It's just, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of talking about these topics because this is 2017. And I don't think we should have to be talking about these anymore, but apparently we do. And we're going to because we are going to talk about the uncomfortable stuff on this podcast. And sorry if sometimes we seem like we're a little dark, but we got to do what we got to do. And you know? sometimes <laughs> we're just reflecting what's going on in the rest of the world. Yay. All right. So in case you've been living under a rock for the last uh, week or so. Over the last weekend, white supremacist groups gathered to protest Charlottesville's plan to remove a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. That's a name we definitely know, thanks to Lee High School. They marched with torches, Nazi and Confederate flags, and chanted things like, you will not replace us, Jews will not replace us. So obviously violent clashes erupted between white nationalists and counter-protesters. And sadly, later that day, a driver rammed a car into a group of counter-protesters, killing 32-year-old Heather Hayer and injuring dozens of other people. Now, we're not going to bother saying the name of the guy that killed her because he doesn't matter. He's completely irrelevant to the story. Yeah. What does matter um, is how our president responded to it. A lot of people are very concerned about that. As we should be. People who aren't concerned about that, I'm concerned about those people. Right. Because, okay, so if you didn't hear, here is his response Saturday to what happened. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. And then, of course, he got a lot of backlash saying that was too vague. So then on Monday, he had a press conference, and this is what he said. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. And then on Tuesday, he came out and said this. What about the alt-left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt-right? Do they have any semblance of guilt? Let me ask you this. What about the fact they came charging, that they came charging with clubs in their hands, swinging clubs? Do they have any problem? I think they do. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that was a horrible, horrible day. Wait a minute. I'm not finished. I'm not finished, fake news. That was a horrible day. I will tell you something. I watched those very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. And you have, uh, you, you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. Okay, so alt-left, that's a new term. No one's ever called themselves the alt-left. Those, these- and if you listen, he says something to the effect of, 
and as you say, the alt-right, and then he says, the alt-left. So he almost made it sound like when you saying, as you say, I thought that was a very strange remark. Everything he said was strange. And what, what's really dumb, like to call them the alt-left doesn't make sense because, first of all, the alt-right are calling themselves the alt-right. Because they're trying to rebrand what they essentially are, which are white supremacists and neo-Nazis and KKK members. So they named themselves that so they can be written about in the media and it's not as jarring or as scary being called KKK members and neo-Nazis. The alt-left are people who don't like white supremacism. So is everyone alt-left? Well, you know, for me, like the problem with that statement in particular is that they're just too even-handed. You know, yeah. like, like I want to be fair and I want to try to see the both sides of every issue, as he says, both sides. But in this case, I definitely think he's wrong because he says, what about the alt left that came charging it? As you say, the alt right, do they have any semblance of guilt? You know, that's just too even handed. It's making it, it's making it. Them. I actually read something today. It said somebody compared it to cancer and chemotherapy being equals. You know, the the cancer is the alt-right, mm-hmm. and then the chemotherapy Like, how dare is chemotherapy the... attack the cancer? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, I thought that was actually a very interesting a very visual. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to be honest about what happened Saturday, there were people in the counter-protest groups that were being violent. Right. And now that's... It's not as bad as what the white supremacist groups were doing. But when you're attacking these people with violence, you're becoming a part of the bigger problem of what we're trying to fix. So, I mean, and these are people that are obviously passionate about a cause. But you're when you're letting your actions muddy what the cause is and people forget what cause you were even fighting for. That's a problem. And I understand like this, you know, racism and white supremacy. Not okay. But if we're going to finally get rid of it, violence kind of seems like a dumb way to do it. We, I mean, we saw it through the civil rights movement. Like It's like fighting fire with fire. Right. And eventually like, it's just going to destroy everything and then you're left with ashes. And that's not what we're trying to do here. And I mean, of course, like just as you think, you know, Donald Trump might go into hiding and stop talking about it. The guy goes on Twitter. Was it Thursday? And tweets out. By the way, someone needs to take Twitter away from him. <laughs> He's just so bad at this. His new interim uh, communications director is a 28-year-old PR professional. So for once, someone in his his administration has a background in what they were hired to do. So I'm hoping this girl can actually be like, hey, you should stop tweeting. Or Granted, he does. When Kate came in, she was talking about communication. And he definitely talks to everybody that is his one of his main means of communication so in a way it's good that he is communicating so much however there is a level of disrespect that comes with it and just a level of uh, he's also not like he's tweeting like th- these are things that should be press conferences and absolutely formal, that's uh, what i mean press, there it's like there's a formal press releases not tweets where you're not giving the press chances to ask you questions about the dumb stuff you just tweeted okay so thursday He tweeted out, sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Who's next? Washington? Jefferson? So foolish. Also, the beauty that is being taken out of our cities, towns, and parks will be greatly missed and never able to be comparably replaced. Um, I wouldn't call these statues beauty. 
especially mm, okay yeah. so to, to put this into a local perspective jacksonville being in the south has plenty of confederate monuments and memorials i mean we have parks and schools named after high-ranking military members from the confederacy Robert like hemming park. High school yeah hemming park hemming park is one of them out of the schools you have stonewall jackson elementary school Jefferson Davis Middle School, Jeb Stewart Middle School, Robert E. Lee High School, and what used to be Nathan B. Forrest. Now, Nathan B. Forrest was a particular problem because most of the population there was, they were black students. And Nathan B. Forrest was a particularly evil person. And that eventually, um, it was petitioned to change the name for years, and now it, it worked, and now they're Westside High School. So, thankfully, one thing changed. Yeah. I think he's going on a very slippery slope by making those statements because... I agree that those monuments are a part of history, but we're not trying to rewrite history. We're not trying to act like that stuff never happened, like by taking these down. Yeah. Like, you, we're, we're just trying, like, for, there's a place for monuments like that. You put them in museums for the same reason that you have museums for the Holocaust. Yeah. Or you put them in cemeteries. Like exactly. In Springfield, there is the. The old city cemetery and the Daughters of the Confederacy have, you know, a memorial there and some other memorials for Confederate soldiers and stuff. So put it somewhere there where you're honoring, like, if you really care about honoring the soldiers, the Confederate soldiers that fought. Because, you know, at the same time, you can be, like, the teeniest bit sympathetic and realize that some of these Confederate soldiers were fighting just to feed their families. Right. So that's part of it. But at the end of the day, it was still all kind of... Related to the same thing. Yeah. And anyone who says that the Confederacy was more than slavery, okay, sure, but what do we know the most about people who are fighting for the Confederacy? That they wanted to keep their slaves and they wanted to secede from the Union, so they were essentially traitors. Sorry that that's what it boils down to, but that's what it boils down to. And I think there's been a lot of interesting reaction about this, um, you know, within our own personal social media, but also, you know, Public figures that spoke spoke out, um, especially late night hosts Jimmy Fallon, who rarely ever gets political like that. Like he's mm-hmm. had Donald Trump on his show, and he caught a lot, a lot of. I was about to drop a four letter word. He caught <laughs> a lot of flack for like trying to humanize Donald Trump. Like he like ruffled his hair, if you remember. Well, because Jimmy Fallon's known for just being the kind of lukewarm guy in the sense that he's just fun and that he's not trying to offend anybody his job is to entertain that is what he's known for but then you have people i think sorry if i'm wrong about this is stephen colbert isn't he a little he's a still funny guy but but he's more he's political there are people that are meant to be that is like what they're known for their political humor and jimmy fallon generally stays away from that so he i think he wanted to make that situation more human. Yeah, which makes sense. But for so the point I was making is that Jimmy Fallon actually came out and said something on his show in his monologue. Really long and it was very poignant, very beautifully said, but it he said this at the end. It's important for everyone, especially white people to speak out against this. Ignore it and you're just as bad as supporting it. I mean, this is what we've heard, you know, for the last week a lot of people are saying, you know, if you're silent, you're complicit. It's if you're true. Not speaking out against these these white supremacist group and saying that what they're doing is wrong, then it's the same way for that. anything like that. It's like if you're if you're witnessing someone being bullied and you don't speak up, are you actually it's contributing to it? Yeah. Yes. What he said specifically, saying it's especially for everyone, especially white people. Do you feel the same? Like that? I mean, obviously, I'm brown. You're white. 
Do you feel that way that like you have this extra responsibility because these white people, your fellow white people are saying these awful things to come out and condemn them? I absolutely feel like I need to speak up and be like, that is not who we are. For the same reason that I, I'm sometimes disappointed in people who also blanket themselves as Christians yet do terrible things. I sometimes feel the need to step up. It's important. I think so, too. You have a lot of people who say they stay out of politics just because, you know, like, oh, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm talking about politics. Well, this isn't really politics. These are more like human rights issues, civil rights issues. You know, there's there's a group of people that are openly hating other people for their religion, for the color of their skin, and saying that they want to kill them. I mean, Vice did. They were they were the only media that was um, with the white supremacist groups in Charlottesville, and they did this you know thirty minute mini documentary about those those two days. I was actually amazed was, at how they did that and how she. She remained so composed I mean, the entire time. Do their job. She did so well. Yeah, I mean, to, to keep a straight face when you know this guy or these people are talk, dropping the N word and saying awful, awful things about Jewish people and about Black people. Like this isn't this isn't politics. This is coming out and speaking about humans and how we shouldn't treat each other this way. I hate that I ever do this, but you look on you know First Coast News's comment section underneath the stories when they post about this, and like, we live around people like this, and that's what really scares me. You know, I'm not. You a black never person. know. I'm you know I'm Hispanic. I'm obviously ethnic, and I'm already uncomfortable knowing that I could be standing next to someone at Publix and they could be thinking something disgusting and racist about me. And, and you know, it's worse for a black person because they are what a white supremacist person hates the most, and it makes me scared for. You know, my, my niece and my nephews, they're mixed. And my my oldest nephew was 11. And he told me uh, not too long after President Trump went into office, so I think it was probably February or March, and he told me that one of his classmates told him that now that Trump was president, my nephew was going to get sent back to Mexico. Or that, no, Wait, that, that what Trump was going to build a wall around my nephew and then send him back to Mexico. So not he only was it an insult that made no sense, but that was an 11-year-old talking to another 11-year-old. Oh, These kids aren't born thinking that. They're taught how like this racial hate what the, speech. And it's because they're they're listening. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you know it or not, like, I can remember sitting in front of the TV when I was younger, and whether I was super paying attention or not, I still was sort of listening. Like, for the fact that I can remember 9-11 as clearly as I can. I, you remember those things. You pay attention to extent. So it's the fact that these kids, they are listening. They, they're they not dumb. Like, kids absorb everything that they're going to hear. It's proof that, you know, we need to do better. Someone told me the other day that they think millennials are going to be the generation to really turn this around as far as um, white supremacist groups. But if you look at all the pictures from from Charlottesville, there's a lot of millennials in that group. Granted, there was like, what, like a couple hundred people there? 
But you look and there's a lot of guys, like women who are there smiling, like not necessarily holding the Polynesian tiki torches at this white supremacist rally. But they were there. And they're part of this generation that is supposed to be more understanding, more progressive. And they're continuing this awful ideology that should have been extinct with the dinosaurs. I've, I, try I guess I didn't. To too, I didn't. I didn't notice that too much. As you said, it wasn't. A, it was a large group, but it wasn't yeah, thousands. It wasn't, yeah, exactly. And it also just depends on where you live, too. Sometimes I think this one didn't they gather from all over though. Yeah, I there could was be some totally. Guy, there was a guy who came in the Vice uh, documentary. There was a guy who came from Canada. Oh. To go to Virginia for this, yeah, for this rally. Okay. So, I mean, that tells you, like, these these are widespread ideas. Because for the most part, these groups have lived online. and Right. And this was kind of their coming together meeting, essentially. Yeah. Their public outing of themselves, which was just ridiculous. But now they're out and about, and they're just going to be super open and honest about how they feel and what they think. And just for the fact for these people saying that they're, <laughs> the white race is uh, being threatened, Guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but you are still the major majority. Like, your race right. is not being threatened at all. You know, but to kind of tie it in locally, I know that it, it's possible that we're going to have our own monuments and stuff taken down, right? And that's actually kind of what started this whole thing in Charlottesville yeah. was because what city council voted that they were going to take down. Oh, Robert E. Lee. Lee. Yeah, it was the Confederate General uh, Robert E. Lee. And that's kind of how the whole thing started anyways. And it's not that I'm... I don't necessarily want to declare this over our future, but this could very well happen in Jacksonville. And it's like, how do we prepare for something like this? Like, what kind of mindset do we need to have going into something like this? The the South is very slow moving when it comes to these kinds of things, because there's plenty of people within um, just everyday lives living as civilians. But there's also people living in or working in our city government that secretly share these ideologies. Like, let's not. (laughs) <laughs> let's not play ourselves like there are people in city council oh, who probably absolutely. have similar ideologies not specifically city council i'm not trying to throw any shade at anyone but there are people in power in this city who probably share some of these similar ideologies but with that said like i said earlier nathan b forest high school was petitioned for years to have the name changed and it happened now it's west side high school so things happen slowly here but that was a nice little silver lining that it can happen. It's going to take a long time for these these statues, these memorials to get moved cuz I don't I don't agree with people who are saying we should trash them. We should destroy them. No, because as I said earlier, it is a part of history and it's something that although not necessarily a, the happiest right. part of history, but it happened. And it's a part of who we are as a country, whether we want to. It's a part of us. It's a part of who same, we are as a Same region. thing is like when you grow up and something bad happens to you, that's a part of who you are. It's the same way with a country and your history. So, no, we should not trash them. We should not necessarily like, get rid of them, but we should have them somewhere else, not on a pedestal in a public plaza. Right. Put them in a museum where people can look at it and remember and learn and reflect yeah. and like and hear the stories exactly I think that's the most important part is to actually hear the stories of what they were and also these these statues like they're not historical artifacts necessarily so they don't kind of hold the same it's it's not the same as like at the holocaust museum they have um you know all kinds of artifacts and nazi propaganda pamphlets all like those are artifacts those obviously belong in a museum these 
I think they should be moved to Confederate Park in Springfield. You know, it's already got the Well, that name. would make sense, especially right. for Jacksonville. It's, I mean, in general, maybe you can do it depending on where the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you can maybe put them in a museum. But I think that makes sense to put them in Confederate Park. Yeah, granted, like, it's still considered a public space. And that's the issue that people are having with these statues, that they don't want them in public spaces. But I think if you give them their own designated area just because of the historic, you know, semblance that it has on, on the area then it's not like it's not like putting it up in front of city hall it's different although what is interesting is that like jacksonville is named for andrew jackson also a confederate and we that have does that make you wonder the landing. what were we called before calford calford you have to wonder we're not Maybe. going back to calford <laughs> you have to wonder no we probably people honestly probably i never even knew that about jacksonville yeah. so well surprise <laughs> no no Ooh. and you have people who are saying um like oh well if we get rid of all the statues like are we gonna have to change the name and it's most likely not having the name of jacksonville we're not necessarily we are not honoring andrew jackson you know we're so far past that generation that we're not honoring him at all by having the the name of our city but you know we do have that statue that really it's a it's a beautifully made bronze statue in, in right in front of the landing downtown like are we gonna like, should we move that? Because there's an appreciation of art for these. But at the same time, they're also a reminder of a really gross a part of history for our country. But the rest of them, I mean, the one in Hemming Park, the um, there's a couple in the northeast part of Jacksonville. There's one off of the west side. And, you know, they're kind of spread out. And if we just move them all to Confederate Park, I think, I feel like that might be a happy medium. And so you said it's all kind of very slow moving. So even if they started doing that, I mean, that could take years. True. We you might know? not even be alive to see it. <laughs> That's possible. This is the Cause South. It, it, what, it has to go through city council first? Well, there's, there's different legal ways of it happening. On the chat earlier this week, we were talking to a lawyer. His name is Seth Padgett. And he was explaining how the mayor can give an executive order, essentially. The governor, the mayor can give executive orders and say, this is what we're doing. Like, it doesn't have to go through any approval process. But Lenny Curry doesn't really work like that. Um, when the Jacksonville HRO was passed, he didn't veto it because city council approved it. It went to his desk. He didn't veto it. He didn't sign it. And if he doesn't sign it, it automatically goes into effect. So oh. if the city council decided to pass this and say, yes, we're going to move these, these monuments and these memorials, Lenny Curry can be hands off and it'll get passed anyway. So there's, there's at least three different ways of it, of it happening. But who knows? Well, I hope this clarified some things. I feel like this was actually very helpful for me, and I learned a lot through all of this. I feel like a lot of millennials are in this place right now. We're just trying to – we're kind of growing politically, as strange becoming, as that it's sounds. It's becoming more aware yeah. politically. And it's not that I wasn't – okay, no. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> this particular year, like all, all this stuff coming up, I feel like – I've kind of been forced to learn all this stuff, but I'm so glad because it's it, you don't want to be naive. Of course. You know, it's yeah. really important to stay aware. And and there was no ignoring this. Like, you no, can't ignore this no. administration. It's impossible. You absolutely cannot. You're on Twitter. He's on Twitter. There's no ignoring <laughs> it. Sorry. But on a lighter note. Yeah. So we're going to bring in. We have this. Oh, my gosh. We have this coworker. His name is Seth. And he just loves to give unsolicited advice to millennials, especially about relationships and dating. And I just keep in mind that he is not in a relationship. Yeah, he's very single. 
He's he's super single. He's just fun. So take these things with a grain of salt. But he's really funny. He makes us crack up every single yes. So Seth Harp, he is uh, Harp on Sports, the afternoon show at Sports Radio nine thirty. Hello, ladies. Oh, hi, hi, Seth. Seth. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. Look lovely. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. we're aware. We know. Thanks. It's still <laughs> nice okay. to hear, though. It's, that's it true. is. I'm it's not still gonna nice lie. I'm too vain to say that I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like we said, um, Seth just likes to give unsolicited advice, but today it is solicited. Solicited, solicited advice. Solicited. What, what would you like to know? We want your top three no-nos for millennial women dating. Oh, from my perspective, from your oh, perspective. Okay. because he's, be he's older. You're what, thirty-six? Yes. Okay, and he also dates millennials. This is why this is going to be really funny. Yes, for I us. do. I, I I bounce around in my dating pool depending on how I feel, depending on what's going on. Like if I date a girl that's Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My age and it doesn't work out, then I immediately pivot and go 10 years younger. So is that is that your minimum is 26? You won't date anyone younger than 26? I have gone as low as 22. I've gone on a date with a 22-year-old. I'm 36, 22. Bad you idea. went on a date with a 22-year-old? Bad idea. I didn't know she was 22. I didn't know her age. That's rude. I'm not going to ask her how old she was. Usually you can tell. I can tell. I feel like you can tell. No. She carried it well. She, <laughs> she, she looked like she was a good 26 or 27. Well, then how, why, did, why didn't you go on another date with her or end things with her, period? Just, I don't say too childish because that's too vague. Just... She made noises. <laughs> like what? what? Like, like no, not like this. Like we're driving. She's like, I'm like, no, that's it. I can't. Are you that. kidding me? No, like, too, that's too immature. I can't. Like, How was that? I sing when I walk around. Like, she like, did not do that. She would just. <laughs> like would make noises. I'm like, I can't handle it. She was but, nervous. Yeah, she should have been. Oh, oh my that, God. That wasn't the Sad. only reason why. All right. She had, she wore socks that were like fluffed, like frilly at the top. Wait, like the ones that little girls wear? Kind of. It was just weird. It was just out. out. Did she wear them with her, her like sneakers or yeah. heels? Yeah, it wasn't too weird. That's interesting. I yeah. didn't know that trend was in for adults. I, I didn't well, know you know what? Certain things are coming back, like scrunchies. Not oh, for true. me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not going to work if that way. If you wear a scrunchie, Seth wants nothing to do with you. I am a big socks or a big catch for me. They are like if ladies are gonna wear socks, like you should be wearing heels at all times anyway. But if you, if you, oh if you, my gosh, I regret inviting you here. <laughs> but already. socks are a big. If, if you got like just like regular like uh, tube socks, for lack of a better term, you know what I mean. If you got regular socks, sounds like no out out because I mean you're not gonna be able to move fashion forward at that point. You're not gonna be able to take care of yourself when we're out and about and look nice. Because How do you know that? Because you just it's it's immediate red flag. Don't Hooters girls wear tube socks? I don't know. I don't date Hooters girls. You're a you a damn lie. <laughs> well, I don't I'm You never, a damn well, not, lie. Not, not not anymore. Uh exactly. Yes, Thank not anymore. you. Thank you for no, owning up. That's to one of those things I, I I think that's a good barometer when it comes to men and women are socks. 
I really believe that too. You ladies date these guys. Your generation right now, these dudes, because I have a couple that work for me. They wear like these uh, uh, skater sneaker shoes. The ankle type. socks. They yeah, go a little higher wear, than ankles. They, they wear shins. these socks that come up halfway up their shin between their kneecaps and their ankles, and they walk around with that. And you ladies go out with them, and then all of a sudden you wonder why. What's Are you wrong? know what? I'm not even going to lie. All the socks. I do. I do agree with that one. I hate the. It's. It's. But that you see that more at like the beaches. The, the trend of wearing the ankle socks with Vans. Or I've seen them on boat shoes. I see it. Yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that trend. You'll go on dates with guys that have, they're not like tank tops, but they're like shirts that don't have sleeves. Those are tank tops? Yeah. (laughs) No, but no, but you know, like they're not made tank tops. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not like white beaters. Yes, you know what I mean? Cut off shirts. And they're they're walking around. There's no definition in their arm whatsoever. And they're walking around. You're like, you're going to date. Okay, fine. That's a poor choice. And if he's going to make that choice in public, imagine what type of choices he's going to make in private. Poor choices. <laughs> but, but what is the correlation there? But maybe he just maybe he's fun, Seth. Maybe he's just like maybe he's not a very fun. smart. You got you have to be able to at the end of the day. Like when I walk out, I've got my mirror in my bedroom. I get everything in my tall mirror, and everything's ready to roll. Then as I walk out, I have like a long corridor mirror in my hallway in my house. And he house. checks his ass at least three times. No, on his I way look to the in door. that just to give me one more. I mean, I have to. Ladies, if you don't hold us accountable, we're not going to be accountable. We're not. Most of us would sit around in boxers and nothing if we could. But if you don't hold us accountable, nobody will. My hold sisters- on. Wait a second. <laughs> I feel like you just contradicted yourself. I'm so confused right what? now. Because you were just talking about the guy not making good decisions because yes. he was wearing the tank top but and stuff. But we have stuff. to keep you in but check. But we have to keep you in Don't check. Don't date those guys. Don't date those guys. You guys go on dates with those guys. Don't. You're just going to encourage them. If a guy asks you out, all right, and he has sandals on and he's not at the beach, out. Oh, Automatically but this is out. But you're not dating count. him. No, 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 no. But if you're going to go out, no, absolutely not. Guys should not show their toes unless they are in a beach setting. That's what Sperry's are for. That's You're from the Midwest. I wouldn't expect you to understand. That's from GQ. That is straight <laughs> oh up fashion God. sense. That is straight up. By the way, Seth wears a suit and tie to work every single day. <laughs> I didn't wear one day. Monday. I wore a polo. But yes, you're oh right. God. No, you you are correct. No, this and this is me being <laughs> of two having two sisters and having a mom that was around was like you're going to look nice. You're not going to look like, you know, I wear my WWF back in the t-shirt <laughs> yeah. like in elementary <laughs> school my mom's like, "Nope." <laughs> Absolutely not. You're going to look nice. You're going to dress nice. My son's not going to look like a booger. You're going to look okay. <laughs> so, and, and, it, and it rubbed off. It rubbed off. Okay. All right. Fine. Besides clothing. The, the, yeah. Besides clothing, what's, what's another millennial dating no-no? I went on a date with a girl twice and my mom came to visit recently and she texted me. She goes, what are you up to tonight? I'm like, well, my mom's here and her husband and, you know, we're, we're back at my house and I'm like okay that's about it and we're just hanging out tonight I'm talking can I come over no hold on immediately done out you guys went on only two dates and she asked that do you, do you mind if I head on over come on can I come over no that was 24 and she and she for sure knew that your parents were there yeah I told her I said my mom's here we're just sitting there watching tv hanging out she was okay I would agree that's a little strange yeah 
It's like also I'm I don't know I kind of come from the generation where like my mom was like don't ever really invite yourself over to someone's house yeah to be invited we're busy during the day and my job requires me you know and I work every day from nine to seven if it's smack dab in the middle of the day and you are sending me a text and I follow up and then you send hey what's wrong you haven't heard from me in an hour or an hour and a half that's fine what once that text train starts to roll like is everything okay and I haven't responded to you in two hours. Yes, everything is fine. I am just busy. If something's wrong, I'm going to tell you it's wrong. Yeah. You ask me if I'm okay. The answer is not now because you're bugging me. So there's that fine line. And, and, and I don't know. There's not an exact amount of time frame. I guess you have to know the person. Most guys don't respond because they're playing it cool. I don't respond because I'm busy and I got stuff to do. I don't have time. I don't care. I got to take my cat to the vet. Well, congratulations. I feel bad, you know, for Rufus, but I don't. For Rufus? I, I don't know what to do. I don't. What do you want me to do? What, okay, like, so that I feel like that definitely came about because texting is so instantaneous. Yes. Like, you can immediately respond. You can wait. Like, com- the, the, the time of conversation, like how it normally would flow, is completely different it's now. It's different now, yes. Because you, before, you would obviously call, talk, and then hang up. Now, a conversation about what you're going to get for dinner could take the entire day just because of this, like two hours to respond later. So, but but there's also this like, I just texted you. I need to hear back from you like right now. Well, that's why I feel like millennials, some, I mean, us. not us, <laughs> have really complicated relationships. Because yeah. when it comes down to it, if you like somebody, like you should be, and they like you, just be comfortable and confident in the fact that. They'll text you back eventually. They'll call you back. They're they're probably just busy instead of this overthinking, insecure, like. Oh my god, he didn't respond to me, and it's been forty five minutes. Here's the thing, and if I like you, I'm coming after you full tilt. That's terrifying. I am. Don't well, if say I do, that. no, I am. I'm so you per, you're a pursuer. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I am. I'm, I, you know, John Snow <laughs> He's got style. This wild look in his eyes. No, I, 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 I'm going to. And it's going to be one of these things that I'm not going to let a day go by where I don't try to contact you. In some fact, if I like, yeah, in some way or another. Yeah, of and course. If you got a twenty-four hour span in which they've got, they they skip a day, ladies. Sorry. Okay, so that's that's uh, y- you complete are... opposite end of the spectrum. Don't be too aggressive with the neediness and the texting too much, but also don't try to think you're playing some kind of game and being coy by waiting a full twenty-four hours to respond. I look at it like fajitas, <laughs> or like no, no, look, look. Here's here's the thing. Like authentic, like real authentic. <laughs> Like authentic Mexican food. Like authentic Mexican food. Here's why. I love it. I love it. But when I go on a date, and uh, you ladies love fajitas. You do. You. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you they're love delicious. Fajitas. I mean, they're good. But Did you not just see me in the break room? But when <laughs> there go, were fajitas, actually. When I go on a date, I have to make sure that it's spicy or hot. Because from your perspective, if I get mild sauce, you're going to think this guy's lame. It's got to have a little kick to it. Right, you gotta be like if, if if you go out with a guy and he orders, I want mild wings. I'm you're gonna be you're like, total baby. you are a nope. This is gonna be a boring relationship. This is not gonna work. I always can do that too. I can tell if a woman orders something like, I'll I'll have chicken, um, but no dressing on my salad, and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> but you guys love fajitas. You love you know you know Mexican food, which is great, and I love it too. But that forces me to eat hot stuff. And I love hot stuff, but it gives me the butt toots sometimes. So, <laughs> so now I'm in a position where I've had to show you that I can listen. No, listen, listen, listen. Now I'm in a position where I've had to eat the hot stuff, and it's and, and, and it's starting to play with me a little. Give me the butt toots, and we're at the movies, and I'm sitting there, and I don't know what to do. So you know, you cross, you uncross, you know, you're trying to you know, survive the night. 
and it just makes things very complicated. So, ladies, if you're sitting there, and this is a double-edged sword, we will take you out. We will go to fajitas. We will do tacos. Um, And if he orders mild, you're out. If he orders spicy, you're in. But there is a price that comes with that sometimes. So about texting. (laughs) Just give him. You want honest answers? There's the honest answer. Right? If If a guy ordered something mild, you'd be like, I'm out. Or if a guy orders a steak, well done. Get out of there. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Or Did, okay. I want it rare. Time rare out. Rare and bloody. Because I out. asked for ketchup, uh, like with everything. So oh, do, you eat, do you eat steak with ketchup? Not steak. Okay. No. But Uh-oh. I, I was could. About to say, there goes our friendship. But yeah. I could. Podcast over. <laughs> but I, I could. I don't care about steak. I don't really eat red meat anyway that much. What? Yeah, I don't eat it that often. I didn't grow up eating it, so it just. It gives me the butt toots, apparently. So I Whoa, just I see I didn't know that. <laughs> see, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, so you can say it. Yes, there is a double standard. That's No, there, it's okay to be BS. a double standard. No, it's, okay. it's not. I don't want you opening doors for me and holding the door and rubbing my feet at night. I don't need that. You don't standard. want your girlfriend to rub your feet. No, he has oh, Carrie to do not. that. Oh, that's true. Pro- his producer Carrie does that. No, I don't know. I don't there's it's okay to be a double I don't need you to tell me I'm beautiful. But I understand that you need us. But to would tell you, you would you hold it against a woman if she opened a door for you and asked to rub your feet at the end of a very hard work day for you? I wouldn't hold it against her, but I'd look at it as her being needy. Like what? Pay it, uh, come here, t- pay, I want now. Like I have to. I now owe you something. I want to kick him out so badly. Right now. <laughs> it's okay for us to do nice things for you, but, but you don't have to do nice things for us. But if, but, but if that's we what did, love, I would appreciate. The, the it, thing but I would, is, is if you're in like a healthy relationship, it's not about who owes who and who is helping who. It's like that's what a relationship is. You just do these things for each other, and it just basic chemistry. What's the number one rule? Matter cannot be created nor destroyed, so it's got to all balance out at the end of the day, or then that leads to chaos and animosity. So you. I, Okay, I will agree that at the end of the day, an, in a healthy relationship, a relationship is about balance, and that it does have to True. work out. But it also shouldn't be in the back of your mind like this, like back, like back and forth competition. Like, oh, he did this, therefore I should do this. Like, that's not how your mindset should be. It's like I care about this person; he cares about me, and we take care of each other because we're in a committed relationship. Yeah, it <laughs> like, should, it should God be, forbid but I open a door for this man, or he'll think I'm needy. You are keep you are keeping count though, because I've been in relationships what? where I've done everything. It's like, hey, you do something just once. But just then that. Once. Person I mean, was in the relationship for the wrong reasons. They no, went into it. Lazy. Some people go yeah. into relation. If you're going into a relationship thinking, "What can I take?" as opposed to "What can I give?" You are already off to a bad start because that, if you have that mindset, you're all you're going to do is take, and one person is just going to get sucked dry and screwed over. That, that, that's true. And, 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 and <laughs> that sounded disgusting. Find- yes, it did. <laughs> but that, you gotta, you this gotta- is a PG podcast, Jessica. When do you find that? I mean, when do you recognize that though? It takes a while. For it takes sure. A while to realize you probably start she's off a as leech. Friend. Yeah, All right. It's going to take you and, at least like at least 6 months to really she, find that out. And she does not dress well enough or is <laughs> she's not funny enough to, to hang around here. She's anymore. not this hot to be this lazy. Well, just be funny. You can you can be you can, I'll give up looks for hilarity a little bit. Not a lot. Oh but a li- I will I'll, I'll just something to talk about. And that's what I, that's the other thing. You know, you give me a couple strikes here, strike 3. It's amazing how I go on dates and people don't know anything. Like nothing. What do you mean? Well, because you're anything. dating 22-year-olds. Yeah, they haven't learned that. life yet. No what it, well, the problem is if I date my age, they are carnivorous and it's like, uh, you know, it's you know, relationship fast forward time. Like, okay, we've been on two dates. Where do we stand? What's going on here? 
Yeah, y'all, well, y'all are ready to get married at 36. Well, no, because they've been to the look. They, it, it's what Cuba Gooding Jr. told you know Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. They've been to the puppet show. They've seen the strings. They know how this works. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. Okay, we're in this. We're in this. We're in this. I was. Uh, I met a, a young lady. I mean, she's a young lady. She's in her 30s, and we were texting back and forth. She's like, I am looking for a husband. I need to get married. I mean, my biological clock is ticking. Jeez. Good night. Over. I mean, TV off. They're, they're, look. There cannot be pressure. The pressure need, there can be expectations, and there can be a nervous sense when you're starting to date. But there can't be expectations in the first two or three weeks. As in, what are our kids going to look well, like? Well, maybe she pictures? just wanted to know. I don't, granted, I, mean, I did not read. You right maybe away. I didn't read those text She's messages, nuts. but maybe she was just saying like, like, hey, just letting you know kind of where I'm at. I don't have time to. You know, yeah, just balls around. Like a, a, you know, maybe thing. she was just telling you straight up, like, this is what I'm looking for. And if you're not looking for anything serious, then I don't want to be in this. Th- that's fine. But you do that. And you and I, and I told not over a text, though. You are, <laughs> going, you are going, you, you keep throwing this at dudes after two or three dates. It's never going to work ever, ever. You need to ease into some of these things. It's like getting a tan. You can't just go outside. You got to ease into it. It takes a good month. Six weeks to get a nice tan. Six weeks? You are white. What? Wow. Yes, I am. I'm Irish and German. My name is Seth Harp. Yes. Uh, so, no, yeah, but you have to ease into it, right? Or it's like growing grass in your yard. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to ease into it. And that's part of the problem there as well as so many times people, and this is the instant, instant Twitter, instant, instant, instant uh-huh. eBay, instant, yeah. instant life that we have now that, okay, here we go. A, B, and C movies, two hours, fall in love, get divorced, fall in love again. Have It's too quick. And nobody ever just lets anything bake anymore. Let it bake. I can agree with you. Yeah, bake. I think that's fair. Get to know each well, other. Well, that's why I, whenever I talk about whoever I'm going to date next, I'm like, we're going to be friends for a long time. I'm sorry. I'm going to friend zone you, but hey, heck. <laughs> Maybe if it's meant to be, it'll work out. <laughs> it'll work Another out in thing, my favor. It's funny because I have, I have. That's totally different from what my style was when I was dating. That's <laughs> hey, either way is fine as long as you know everyone in that relationship knows what's going on. Yes, yeah, so if you have an idea <laughs> and you're on the same page, and that's yeah. a lot of it. So many people. Well, let's see. I can make this person this, or if this person oh, just spends dumb. time with me, then they're going to realize the wrong. Nah, if somebody's willing to change, they'll change. If somebody's willing to change too much out of the gate. Then you got a problem there yeah, too because that person's totally Play-Doh, spineless. Yes, yeah. that, that's going to fade. So it just, I'd say, let it bake, take your time. All right, take your time. But also, I kind of have an idea within two weeks, three weeks, whether or not. Okay. How let many me, women have you dated in the last six months? Well, what define date like go out with like on a night in the town or they're going to come over and we're going to watch the yes first 15... all of it you know what yes all of it <laughs> the first, all of it the first the 15 minutes chills, of yes the netflix and chills that women you've actually dated maybe semi-seriously for a, a couple months probably three or four like semi-serious and that includes it, over the past six months yes that includes the girls that came over for netflix and chill? That's, you said semi-serious no no no. i said all together all together uh, all together how many women have i made a purchase for how about that? Like okay. bought a coffee, like bought, bought a drink, coffee, probably okay. 12. Yeah. 12? Yes. And then you Not said all of them three. came over. Not all of them came over. Like, I mean, that so I've that's met. what? Two, two a month? <laughs> Every other week. <laughs> and only three semi serious. Three or four. Hold on. I said six months, so like, there's, there's a lot of I'm action. I'm trying to go going back on. to February, uh, Valentine's Day. I'm trying to do six months ago. Probably five. Four or five. And no keepers in there. No, or did they dump you? No. One of them could have been. 
One of them could have been, but she had a pet bird. And <laughs> of course, no- it's not something reasonable. Of course, it's not. What type of person has a pet oh bird? Oh my god! No, seriously, it's my grandpa did. Pet bird. Birds can be cute. Like she had a pet bird. She, she, she had a pet bird. Was it one of those little ones, or was it like a really cool? No, no, like, if they're parent. cool, I'd take it. We'd be, still be together. Oh it's like a parent that I can teach things. Like, oh my hello, God. hello. No, I. No, she had a pet bird. I'm like, what's your bird's name? And you know, I was I can't remember. It was dumb, but it was one of these things. Like, well, she was yeah. I you know. I talked to myself, so I thought I would just talk to the bird. And oh, I'm like, all right, that's it, none. Well, that's but she said it jokingly, <laughs> but just weird, just weird. And that's. that's but maybe she was actually really funny. She was. You know, maybe she got it as a joke. I feel like if I like had extra money and I can just do really? something dumb, maybe so I would. Bye, you bird. walk into a guy's house, you got a pet bird. You're gonna be okay with that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're See, talking you're to just, two girls that kind of. Yeah. We are weirdos, so I don't think we'd be like immediately. However, I did go on a date recently with a guy who said he has chickens. Out. Oh, that's kind of cool. No, but he only they know the No, this is why he did it because apparently it had something to do with his yard, and the they eat some stuff in the yard for him, and then they lay the eggs, and so it, like I don't, I don't is remember. Is he a farmer? Write off a guy who has chickens. Is he a farmer? No, but he no, did. Out. It had to do something with his lawn, though. There was a, a legitimate reason. They're like, "How do we do this for yard?" Yard, and someone said, "Get." They're like, "Oh, you can get chickens," and he was like. Okay, and he did, and they take care of something that's. Where's getting some care. goats that's, that's and some cows? Good. I would just say I would if a guy's like, yeah, I have chickens because I like eggs. Great, that guy. That sounds a little extreme. Like just buy fertilizer for your no, yard or whatever you need. But <laughs> but in exchange, he does get the eggs. But now he's got eggs. <laughs> he got something else and he's too. Cool. Like, you know, bodies in the basement. And <laughs> oh my god. Cats in the freezers. Collecting newspapers for the last thirty. Great. Years. All right, Seth. Thank but, you so much for coming. That you are was welcome. So great. Did you yeah. Learn anything? I don't think so. Well, but thank you anyway. You have any, you're not going to ask me the mistakes well, that I can, make? Well, can I? That'll can I, take too I long. do want to ask. So, yeah. what do you think the future looks like? For me? For yeah. You. you think you're not going to get married? Uh, no. Because you don't want to, or because you just think uh, because of the, your age and it's, it's tough your, to your be dating with me. pool? It's tough. I, I look, I understand that I'm you know flawed and I've got blemishes, and there's things that drive me nuts that shouldn't. Like, Wow, I don't think I've ever heard you admit you're flawed. Oh, no, no, no. Like eating popcorn. I I mean, I'll find one thing wrong and be like, that's it. No, look, I'll admit that because if I can't stand that, then I'm not going to be able to stand you. And look, I've had steady, I lived with my girlfriend from Alabama when we moved to uh, Charleston for a couple years. And look, everything was fine. But I learned so much about what not to do with that one and, and how to go around it. And if I see, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, boy. 99% 99% of the time, it's going to be a train. Now, look, you need to dive head first, but there are so many people that I look at now that are, you know, single, two kids. Oh, this guy, I hate my ex, all that stuff. I'm like, why? why? What? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Now, could I end up being a hermit that lives in a cave? <laughs> yeah, but I like building fires. Yeah, so you, you like drama and attention too much to ever be a hermit. So that's yes. a hard no. <laughs> no, hey, look, I, it's good. And, of all my buddies that are married, I just had a high school reunion, and, and I'll leave you with this. Like, it's funny because they're like, "Why don't you get? You need to get married. You need to settle down." I'm like, "Yes, I'm really tired of doing what I want to all the time." That's a good point. I'm really tired. Like tonight, I'm gonna go home, and who knows what I'm gonna do? All I know is there are no plans. It's a Friday night. I'm a happy camper. The world is Seth Harp's oyster. Everyone, watch out. <laughs> Guard yourselves. <laughs> 
And come up and talk to me if you see me. Well, don't do that. Yes. Don't just, no. Unless you're 22, then yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I got a 12-year window. Oh, so my God. We're up to 26 All right, Seth, now. thank you for oh this gosh. semi-useful yes, uh, dating advice. Thank you, ladies. It was great. All right, and before oh, yeah. we go, we did want to share some super, super exciting news. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the news. <laughs> so... With Love Charity invited us to host their brunch and bubbly benefit September 3rd at Blackfin and Maripub at the St. John's Town Center. With Love holds toy drives and there's events for kids living with cancer so they can basically just take a break and have fun like kids should. Exactly. So it's a great cause and we would love to see you at the event helping us raise money for With Love's uh, next event. It's their annual Halloween party at Wolfson Children's Hospital. And yes... There will be mimosas at Thank this brunch and bubbly. The $35 ticket, by the way, includes unlimited mimosas. Just letting you know. Oh, so I didn't even know in- that. Well, surprise. Useful. Okay. <laughs> so get more info and the ticket link on our Instagram at But First Brunch Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. And thank you to people who are sharing our podcast. Yeah. So people are listening to us. You feel so special. This is so great. I didn't know this was happening. Thank you so much. It was great. Uh, you can always listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Seth won't, though. But... Seth won't. It's fine. And uh, subscribe to our to our podcast on iTunes. I'm Catalina. You can follow me everywhere except to my house, because that's weird, at Catalina on air. And I'm Jessica. You can follow me at Jesse Coops. And we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.